The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Wided Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll free at 800-764-4150. And by Doug's cousin Larry. I am just a figment of your imagination. Welcome to the Fun Dungeon. O'Brien and Doug. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. They're ready to believe you. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. I'm O'Brien. I'm O'Doug. O'Doug. Are you you Irish too? (laughs) I am. That's right. I own land in Ireland. That's right, like a square. I own two squares. Oh, you own two? I own two. I didn't, did you buy another one? Yeah. Oh. I, I bought one in County Ross Conwin. Yeah. And that was that. That's a cool one because it's in a uh, an old sheep pasture. Okay. And my plot, my it's one square foot, is up against an old rock wall. So it's, re- it's really quite picturesque. I know we've talked about this before, but do you ever get to claim that? Like, do you, like if you go over to Ireland, if you visited Ireland, yeah, I can go visit it. So, it's but I'm just, not allowed to put anything on it. It's, but you could stand on it. And I say, could stand this on it. I can my... go visit it. I go. I go. This is my one square foot of Ireland. Wow. And then I bought another one in County Cork, which is where my family comes from. Right. So. Yeah, it's, I think what it is is it's a uh, it's an initiative by some companies in Ireland to preserve like the the um, the landscape yep. from development. So all these because these are people, all in like rural areas, yeah, and all these different people own them, and you'd have to yeah. Basically, what this does, this company buys like this big plot of land, yep. and then they sell parts of it just so nobody can develop on it. Which is, I mean, which is a really great idea because, I mean, there's only, it's an island. There's only so much land. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you, it's not like you can expand. Are you ever going to go? Uh, eventually, yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to go last September, but I, uh, COVID. It's a dream of mine to go to Ireland. Yeah. We, we, we were all ready to go and then COVID hit and everything was like, oh, yeah. no, your trip is canceled. So. Yeah. My wife is more of a, I was talking, we were talking about this um, uh, over the weekend because- I'm a camping guy. I'm a Ireland guy. She likes Ireland, but mm. you know, she would never want to live there because it's too rainy and too, you know, just um Yeah, but it doesn't get a lot of snow. No, that's true. But she's a she's not a camping person. She's a tropical island person. And we were just talking about over the weekend, Son and I don't agree. Uh, when, when there's too much, if when we spend too much time together, the son. Oh, I thought you were talking about your actual son. No, like no, your, your, your no. offspring. No, the son. you're talking about the big ball yeah, of light, the big ball yes. in the sky. Yeah, um, I can I can take sun and heat for um, a while, but after a while, well, it's because you're fair skinned. I am fair skinned. Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, so, and, and fair minded. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. I know. But you know, it's, well, we were, it's a nice thing to bring up every once in a while. So, we but were, you know, but he, when I was in Hawaii, I mean, it's always it's basically the same temperature 
all year round. Right. Except in the winter, it rains more. Right. Which is really funny because sometimes it'll be raining on one side of the island, but not the other. Really? Yeah. It's really, it's really quite funny because the side I was on was called the windward side. Yeah. And the other side is called the leeward side. And the trade winds basically, you know, come across the windward side of the island. So they bring all the rain and stuff like that. But if you go to Honolulu, which is on the leeward side of the island, it'll be sunny and, you know, everything will be great. Then you drive back, rain. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's really crazy. It's really quite funny. Interesting. Yeah. Because there's a there's a mountain range that goes through Oahu called the Ku'ulaus. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's just, that's that's the boundary line. So you go through the tunnel. They have tunnels in through the mountains to cross over. You can drive around the island. Yep. But if you want to, you know, get quickly across, you go on the interstate, right. which is really funny because it's, you can't go, you're, <laughs> you can't drive between I the states. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> they call, not really they call, interstate. They, they call them an interstate though. It's like the H1, the H2, and I think now they have an H3, but it does, <laughs> it just goes around the island. But you go across the island and then it's like, you know, you'll, you'll be in Honolulu and it'll be sunny and blue skies, you know, and you're like, everybody, like, yeah, and then you go back on your side of the island, it's like rain. You're like, what the <laughs> frig, dude? <laughs> so, well, we were talking about that, how, uh, I, and I said to her, I'm a little bit, because we, um, our oldest boy graduated uh, last week. Yes. And graduated. so, so um, uh, there's two out of the house. So we got three to go. Three to go. Um, but I said to her, I said, I'm a little worried about us after all the kids are gone. She's like, why? I was like, we don't have a whole lot in common. <laughs> I mean, we well, do. Well, good thing you got like 10 years. Yeah. We do, so, we do have a lot out. in common. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. But, but not like, like she's, a, she's a tropical, you know, she wants to go to Aruba. Right. And I could probably spend... Maybe a day in Aruba. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to look at it out of the window right. of my plane as I'm going to someplace better. <laughs> I say that I, I I probably would enjoy Aruba, but I mean she's she's a, a hot she's hot for one thing, but she's a she's a hot weather like 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 eighty five ninety degrees. I'm about seventy two seventy five. Yeah, anything above seventy is like yeah. really like. And kind of I like, warm. but I like the woods. I like camping and yeah. and, and stuff like that, and so. So I'll just. She's a little bit country. You're a little bit of rock and roll. <laughs> but it works. It does. You guys make it work. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, he left today. We're recording this on Monday. He left today for his job in Portland. Oh yeah. Yep. So uh, he's, he's going to be the mayor. Is that what it is? Uh, the mayor of Portland. Nice. Yes, and so it's he good can gig clean that town it. up. Yeah. Yeah. As much as he can. Um, that's apparently all the qualifications you need. Just move there. Just move there. (laughs) I'm moving. (laughs) No, he's working at um, uh, a hotel um, right in the old port, which is a restaurant as well. So he's going to be the host of a hotel. Um, I won't. He's going to be the host. The the, I'm sorry, the host of the restaurant. Oh, okay. So he's going to like seat people, and he's also going to do some room service and and things like that for the hotel. Cool. But it's a, and I'm not going to say the name of the hotel, um, because. Well, Sounds like Amada. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know the name. <laughs> no, but I will tell you this: one night, like uh, I was, I was FaceTiming him today because he's with his cousin, and she she looked it up on her phone while we were on the on the FaceTime together, and uh, she says, "If I wanted to stay there tonight, it's four hundred and twenty-five dollars." Are you freaking kidding me right now? No, it's a very high one night. One night. 
It's a very high-end restaurant. It ranges from $300 to $500 a night. I'm sorry. The hotel. A hotel, yeah. I was about to say the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Not stay in the restaurant, dude. <laughs> the food is awesome. I oh. sleep on the salad bar. <laughs> no, it's three to $500 a night. Holy crap. To stay there. So I said, you better walk away from there with some bank. Yeah, you better be like, you better get a big wallet. Yeah. Just big, thick. You know, yeah. Because, I mean, out. he's going to work there for a couple of months, and then he, we're going to have to drive him out to where he's going to college. Well, out, for out that, there. he could buy his own plane. <laughs> true. And fly himself out there. Yeah, it's true. Jeez, dude. <laughs> 500. So he imagine, just, man. and he just turned, he just had a birthday last Friday. Yeah. He just turned 18. Yeah. As did uh, our TB player. Yes. Professor TB he player. He just turned 18. He too. just turned 18, too. Time. Finally. Um, so, yeah, he's... I don't know. I'm trying not to think about it. Yeah, another one. Another one's gone because he was. He's a smart kid, but he's not street smart. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I was a little worried him about him going to Portland. When you grow up on one street, it's hard to be street. Yeah, smart. Yeah, it's true. You know this street pretty well, but you know. Right. Although the other ones are like, whoa, where am I? Right. But he's a good kid, and, oh, yeah. and you know he's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He'll be fine. But he, I think he was a little nervous this morning because he was asking his sister all kinds of questions, like, yeah. "What do you do with this and this and this and this?" Because I wasn't here, right? And then we went and we checked his oil. He forgot how to check his oil. So, I know that's not a good sign. I know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, but he's you in know, the gas tank. <laughs> so we're in the oil. next in the next couple of months, I think he's going to do a lot of growing up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you he's know. gonna have to sink or swim. Yeah, exactly. Big, you know, that's that's uh, when, when you throw yourself into that. I mean, this is and it's not like he's uh, anybody's forcing him to do this. I mean, this right. is this is this his is choice, his own volition. So, yep. You know, you know, it's all about. I think I think maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he wants that uh, freedom and independence. That and to see if he can do it. Oh, because he's going. You know, he could. I mean, because you know, he could stay here for the summer and work. That's yeah, and that's I mean, what we told. There's plenty of jobs. Yep, I know, right? Um, but you know, this I think this is just like a, a stepping stone, like a like, like a, a teaser, yeah, as to whether he's going to be able to be away from here, oh, yeah, that far away because he's going far away. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's college. So this is this is a nice like yeah starter. It's like the starter kit. Yeah, you know of of you know instead of you know going through this whole you know while he's trying to go to college and do all this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like, oh, he has the summer to like work and, you know, get used to being not home and stuff like that, you know, because other people just go, you know, they just, you know, head first into stuff. Yep. You know. And he's, so right now he's six hours away, roughly, five, five, six hours away. When he goes to college, he'll be about 19 or 20 hours away. So it's. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think he's probably ch- trying to see if he's going to be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, this is just uh, this is so. Hopefully, by the time he gets out to college, he'll uh, he'll have his head on straight, and he'll you know he'll feel better. He'll be a little more ow, a little more confident. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, about you know then he could concentrate on schools because you know if you're trying to like deal with being away from home for the first time and and go to college at the same time, I think that's that's it's that's a, a recipe for failure. Yeah, it's a lot. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people, you know, after that first semester are just like burnt. Now that you you've made me feel better because now you've got me thinking that he thought that all through. I don't think he did, but I think I think I think it was in the back of his mind, instinctual. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe they, maybe that was, you know, it wasn't exactly his plan, but it's, you know, maybe it'll, he'll see it. It'll be for the best. Yeah. 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 I think, I think once, uh, once he figures himself out, he, he sees he can do it. Yeah. Then he'll have a much better time adjusting when he's out in, you know, that other place. Right. I can't think of it now. 
Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go over it. Yeah. We make a joke because when he graduates from there, his colors are um, brown and yellow. Yeah, you told me that, and I was like, those are the worst school colors you could possibly have. I mean, that's like going to an electrician college or something like that. Right. So but electricians have like red, white, blue, you know, they have all kinds of things. We've been teasing him, you know, because when he walks down the aisle, we're going to be in the audience going, Jude's in a brown gown. Brown gown. <laughs> Noise. Noise, God, nah. Right. Um, so, yeah, his birthday, Shane's birthday. Um, you know who Paul else? McCartney. Paul McCartney's birthday and yeah. Jude Cole. And Jude Cole. Did yeah. I ever tell that story on the on the podcast? About how oh, you got him? Yeah. Yeah. I did tell it? Yeah. It was see, like first season. Okay. And see, I never remember that. Yeah. That's okay. Any, anyway, um, other birthdays. Yesterday was Mike Anthony. Mike Anthony. A Van Halen, a bass player for Van Halen and for for Sammy Hagar and for Chickenfoot and really. Well, basically it. any band with Sammy Hagar. Pretty much. <laughs> Actually, no, he he's wasn't. A, he's like Sammy Hagar's bass player. He, and he, best friend. He is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <coughs> and I watched an interview with Mike Anthony today and he was talking about how... Um, the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album because it's 30th anniversary of the oh, yeah, it is, For right. Unlawful Carnal Knowledge yeah, and right. and and the difference in in sound from 5150 OU812 to that album right um, I just remember that year being a crazy year for music it was because that was also the year of the black Metallica's black album right you know yeah so you had you know 1991 yeah oh it was crazy man and I remember I was out in California. And that was the year that uh, Boys in the Hood came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. And it was like, because you couldn't go to a movie theater in California without the cops in there because there was gang violence because of the because of uh, Boys in the Hood. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I remember going to the movies. We went to see Point Break, came out that summer. <laughs> Patrick we went, Swayze, we went to Reeves. We went to Palm Springs to watch uh, Point Break, and there were cops at, in each corner of the theater. And we weren't even, they weren't even showing Boys in the Hood in that, in that particular, they were showing but they it in expected that theater, violence. But they just a kid, but it was Palm Springs, California. It's like so far away from LA. Right. But it was still, you know, you had California cops yep. in the, in the theater. It was just like, I was, you know, being a small kid from Maine, you're like, wow, this right. is crazy, man. You know? <laughs> and it would have been, it would have been a couple of years after that, I think. When the whole grunge thing would start to show its face. Yeah, like 90, late 92, 93. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing, you'd, you'd watch MTV and they'd have those buzz clips or yep. buzz cuts or something yep. like that. Yep, And they showed uh, uh, Nirvana's. Uh, uh, smells like Teen smells Spirit. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yep. And everybody was just like, what am I watching? Right. But yep. it was it was infectious. I remember it was infectious. You were like, whoa, this is a cool song, yep. man. And it's so some you know in its simplicity you know you were like because you know we were coming out of the you know I was you know Metallica and Van Halen and all that eighties yep you know rock and heavy metal and then grunge came out you're like oh and yeah we're so used, we're so used to big loud guitars big hair yeah um, attitude and and posing you remember oh. all the pic remember all the pictures from the like rip magazine and hit parader magazine and all those metal magazines where they're like showing their their pissed off faces right oh yeah just, it's all like, posing it's like, right it's all about image you know. and and nirvana and pearl jam and they were so well they had their own image yeah but, but their but image was, was no of, image it yeah. was a lack of image yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's so it, funny it was just like it was like night and day yeah 
you know? It was. And then as soon as grunge came and everybody was like, Motley who? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of the bands that we loved virtually disappeared. Yeah. I mean, there are only a few that s- stuck it out. Van Halen is one. Yeah. Uh, Def Leppard, they, they did a, th- well, what was that album? They did Slang. They tried- oh, no, they did it. Uh, it was Adrenalize. Well, that was. That in, came out around that was that in like time. 91, 90, Two, 91, right. Yeah. But when Grunge hit a couple years later, they were like, oh, oh we, the slang we should yeah. probably do, you know, we should probably yeah. kind of yeah. do an album for the times. Yeah. So they did Slang, which had a couple of uh, neat things on it, but hardcore Def Leppard fans yeah, were like, it was kinda, yeah, let's know. Let's go back. If, if, I mean, if I was, you know, buying the catalog of Def Leppard, yeah. it would not be included. Right. Right. You know. um, but, and then there were only a select few bands from that era that that stuck it out or were able to stuck it yeah, out. I know, like stick it Slaughter out. and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Where'd they go? <laughs> They're still around. Yeah, oh, I, I know. Saw, I saw a I picture know. of uh, uh, Mark Slaughter uh, doing a show somewhere. Yeah, and they're still working. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's not what I mean. I mean, I think there's still... And there's still an audience. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, people like it's, us. It's, it's, it's our, it's our yeah, age. Absolutely. You know, it's Gen uh, X, you know yep. what I mean? And, but, but, you know, they virtually disappeared from the radio. Yeah. Um, you know, MTV obviously doesn't even play music videos anymore. No. Um, no. So, but I wanted to talk about so so Mike Anthony when he was basically fired from Van Halen because he was friends with Sammy. Yeah. And and Van Halen said, you know, okay, best friends. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Van Halen said that. Uh, if you're going to be with Sammy, then you can't be in the bands and blah, 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 blah. But then they did the reunion. I don't know if you ever yeah. heard, heard about this. With Sammy. Yeah. In 2004, which was a nightmare. Right. Um, they had him. Did you know that he signed, Mike Anthony signed away all his rights? Yeah. To Van Halen. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So anything that he, any any rights that he had at all to songs, to, you know, merchandising, he signed it all away. I don't know why. I, I don't know why he should have been told or asked to do that. Well, that's the brothers Van Halen. Yeah. I mean, they're control freaks. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Eddie. So, um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. because, you know, Mike Anthony, and, and no disrespect to Wolfgang, obviously he was really great with Van Halen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And who doesn't want to play with the kid in the band, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, how about a, cool is that? I mean, how many bands can you think of that were father and son were, you know, and uncle. In the, oh, yeah, and his uncle. <laughs> and his uncle. Playing in a band. And it's like, wow, is this the Partridge family? Exactly. You know? And obviously he has talent. We were, we talked about his debut album last week. Yeah. Mammoth WVH, which is killer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you associate Van Halen with Mike Anthony. Yeah. On bass guitar. Yeah. And and those those signature background vocals. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about and the Jack Daniel bass. The Jack Daniel's bass, uh, you know, which his bass solo was kind of a joke. Well, it wasn't but really it was a fun. Song. It was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. It was basically him drinking Jack Daniels and playing a Jack Daniel bass, making noise with a Jack Daniels yeah, bass. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, pretty much, I would say that Mike Anthony was the unsung hero of Van Halen. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, kind of... The, or not unsung hero. Let's, he was let's, kind of the glue that kept that band together. Let's not say unsung hero, because I'm not, I I would say underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated member of the band was Mike Anthony. Yes, I For sure, because, I mean, you, you got those signature background vocals. And where, where I was going with when For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge came out, uh, the video that I watched today, um, he was talking about how Andy Johns, which is the producer for mm. that album, right. which was also the producer uh, or the mixer, 
um, in mixing engineer for Led Zeppelin. He was responsible for John Bonham's drum sound. Oh, right, right, right. And that's right, why yeah. they got him right. because Alex Van Halen wanted the John Bonham drum sound. Yeah. On, you know, well, as close, doesn't, to, man? As close to it as possible. Yeah. So Andy Johns is a fan of bass guitar too. He's a bass player. Right. And so with that album and with the, the album after it, which was Balance, there was significantly more presence in the bass. And we've talked about this with Jason Newstead and Metallica, right? Yeah. How yeah. that, the uh, and Justice for All album, there was virtually no bass on that album. It was there. It was there, but you, you really got to, you got to listen hard. Right. You know? But I mean, they fixed that when they did the, the Black album. Right. Uh, and with Bob Rock. Yep. You know, I mean, he made that bass. Sure. I mean, you think of uh, my friend, my friend Misery, that big, yep. you know. Oh, yeah. There was another song. Uh, he had that really great bass solo. Uh, but I mean, but I'm, I digress. I mean, yeah. the whole, but I mean, his bass playing on that black album was just like, whoa. oh, yeah. You know, so it was like night and day from. And right. justice from all. And you know, Mike Anthony talked about how he had to sit back a little bit because of the way Eddie played. And we talked about this on the yeah. episode last week. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about, so so underappreciated member of the band. Right. So do you have any other band? I, well, there's one. I'll start because uh, even though I just did Mike Anthony, but I'll give you an idea. Okay. So you can think of one. Um, Malcolm Young, ACDC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably he, one of the greatest rhythm guitar players, yeah, ever in in rock and roll. Well, you got totally overshadowed by Brian Johnson and you know his and, brother, Ang- and his Angus brother. Young. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 for sure. But he was responsible. He wrote a lot of those riffs. Well, that's what I was I was going to say. He he's, I mean, he's really the backbone of that band. He was, yeah, absolutely. You know, he didn't get a lot of the glory, but he's really. And I think their Angus, sound is I, really because of him. I think Angus would say that same thing. Oh, I'm positive he would. Yeah. Actually, let me, let me call him and ask him. <laughs> oh, no, his interview is two weeks from now. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, we finally did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I haven't made any progress. That's on what we're about it, man. We, no, no. we got a long season ahead of us. We let's, do. Yeah. Let's have fun. This, uh, this uh, season's going to go 40 episodes <laughs> until we can get the internet working and we can. We're not doing another season until we get an interview with Sammy Agar. <laughs> So it'll be like two you laugh. Later. We'll be like, ah, it's still season four, episode one sixty three. Well, the funny thing is, is the what I was watching today with Mike Anthony was a was an interview on YouTube. Um, some guy that does a podcast or a radio show or something like that, and he asked him. He said, "I know I've only got you for so long. Do you have another interview after this?" He's like, "Yeah, I do." So I mean, they they do the junket, you know. I mean, oh they, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they, they do interviews do all like the time, four or five in a row. Oh, I'm know, sure. Probably, you know, just to I'm get sure. them out of the way. So we'll anyway. we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll get somebody we'll yeah. get somebody we'll get somebody. I mean, cold talk, Mike Anthony. So Malcolm Young and, uh, and Mike Anthony, those are my two underappreciated um, members of the band. Who who would you say? Doug is the most underappreciated <laughs> member of Comic Crossing, right? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I would have said, you know, well, speaking of Jason Newstead, I would have said he was a definitely unappreciated uh, bass player, but. I think that was because of the situation in which he joined Metallica. Yeah, I think they were hazing him. Because they were just, you know, they come, you know, Cliff Burton had just died, and like two weeks later, Jason Newstead is the bass player. So they really hadn't come to grips with the death of Cliffy. 
Right. And now they've already got this new guy. And I think they just, and they just. They were taking it out on him yeah, to a certain basically. degree. And I, for sure. Now he just, he was just the whipping boy for years. Yep. You know, so I think, you know, and I think they rectified that when they brought in uh, Robert Trujillo. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't, they don't treat him like that. Never have. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. Because he's he he's been around for. Well, he was in wasn't he suicide? He was in suicidal tendencies, infectious grooves. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. I mean, he just you know he's one of those guys that was just you know in the Newst- L.A. Punk Newstead scene. was in what Flotsam and Jetsam. Voivod. Uh, Voivod, uh, but but he, he was in Flotsam. He wasn't, and Jetsam, I thought yeah. he was, but that was yeah. after. Was that after Metallica? I think that was just before. I think it was like a side project. Right. Okay. I think he was doing both at the same time. So mm. I would just, I would say Jason Newstead. I mean, he really kind of he kind of bridged that gap between uh, losing Cliff and then, you know, the the meteoric rise, right. you know, out of obscurity that, you know, when they became mainstream after yep. the Black Album, he was kind of like the I think he was like the glue that kept that yep. that band together just because he was just like, I'm in Metallica, you know, because he, yep. he was a big fan of uh, Cliff Burton. Yep, you know, so I'm gonna say. Even though I don't really care for this band very much, I like one album of theirs. Okay. Um, you say Nickelback, I'm going to kick you. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to say Mick Mars of Motley Crue. Yeah, I, I would go with that. Right? Because he's, yeah. he's a quiet force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, all You you got Nikki Six, Tommy Lee, and Vince Neil. Yeah. They, very in the spotlight, very loud mouth guys. Yeah, very, guys, you know. You know. I, I, don't, I don't know what. I think Vince Neil was very egotistical. I think Tommy Lee was very egotistical. Nikki Six backed it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was really the brains of that. He band. was. He wrote most of the songs. Yeah. Um, he was a he was a psycho. But you know, did I tell you I finally watched that movie, The, the Dirt? Yeah, <laughs> crazy dude. It was awful. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I I watched it. and I'm like, what did I just watch? It was. Because it was built up, right? I had a yeah. bunch of people to, oh, you got to watch The Dirt. You got, it was a really good movie. I watched it. It was not a good movie. Yeah, it was really crazy. It was kind of chaotic. It and, was. It and was, did not put them in a good light, but I don't think they really were in a good light. At no, I don't. So, no. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could have made that. Yeah. I mean, it was very, it was like the title said, it was dirt, man. It was like, it was yeah. down and dirty. Yeah. Um, so, Mick Mars, definitely. Yeah. Um, I would go with that because he was a—he's kind of a blues guitar player that with an with a heavy metal edge, yeah. Uh, um, and he doesn't get as much recognition, I think, as he no, because he, he was deserves. always just—he was just always—he just did his job, man. Yeah, you know, he didn't cause any controversy. He just—he just did his thing, man. And you know, the other guys were causing all the stuff for him. Right. So. I'm looking at CDs. I'm trying to. Uh, I would say, uh, speaking of more bass players, Rick Savage of uh, Def Leppard. Yeah, you know, I'm, you don't really hear anything about him, and that's true. You know, it's all about Joe Elliott, or it's all about you know Phil uh, Collins, Phil Collins, or, 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 or the drummer, you know, Rick Allen. Yeah, you know, nobody ever talks about Rick Savage. Yeah, you know, and it, but he's been there. He's been solid all you know since the beginning. He's the, he's the high voice. Yeah, in the in that harmony. Yeah. And, uh, it, and the fact that he can understand what Joe Elliott's saying. <laughs> that's half the battle. I mean, that's amazing in itself. So, you know, so I would say him. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of. of I would say uh, Scotty Moore. 
Elvis is Scotty uh, Moore. You I think would, he was underappreciated? I think he was. I don't think he ever got the recognition as a guitar player. Well, I think that's true. At, I, that he should have because he was so overshadowed by Elvis. Yeah. You know, the you know, the he he bigness was a, of Elvis. You he know? was a groundbreaker, a lot yeah. like uh a lot like um James hasn't, Burton. Hasn't come up yet. He's also one of those guitar giants um that paved the way. But Scotty Moore would have been before him, I think. Yeah, he would have been like yeah, like you know, or around the same time maybe. Well, yeah, like mid mid fifties. Yeah, you know? yeah, something. Well, like you that. know, when Elvis was starting to get big, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think well, he got big in the seventies. Well, yeah, physically. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like you know, yeah, I know stature. You know? Oh, I know. But yeah, I think Scotty Scotty Moore. You know, nobody talks about Scotty Moore. That's and his, true. And his playing. And you know, a lot of those musicians from back in that back in the day. Um, were were undervalued, underappreciated. Um, well, that's because that was the day of the big act, right? You know, and everybody else was just the supporting, right? You know, no name face, you know, but they were instrumental, and in that's why I think the documentaries, like about the Funk Brothers and the Wrecking Crew, and are uh, so awesome and so so good because you're yeah. like, you know, you didn't know, like, yeah, no idea. Nobody would know who well, Hal Blaine is because, well, look at uh, look at from the seventies and eighties. Um, Toto. Oh yeah, they were all session guys. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people just think of Toto as Rosanna and Africa and all that stuff. Yeah, but they were on all the Boz Skag records. They were yeah. on Christopher Cross's records yeah. and uh, Pat or um, Linda Ronstadt. All the, all that that was all. They Toto. were almost as prolific as Michael McDonald. Which <laughs> well, he was he was a a um a like a honorary member of every band ever toto i mean but when the when they were doing session work oh yeah, yeah. they call him he was on a bunch of steely dan right? oh yeah i mean yeah. michael would peg. <laughs> yeah i mean he was always doing that high harmony on peg oh yeah i mean you, know, you oh. can't get away with it did you see that tiktok that chain sent uh, i don't remember oh i wonder if i could do that oh, hold on i'll find it um because it had to do with michael mcdonald do you know what I'm talking about now? I don't remember. It's so okay. See if he I can send so many. We'll see if I can find it. Um, so he sends this um, TikTok that is um, a woman talking about how someone told her that if you take Anita Baker. Do you know who Anita Baker is? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about now. Did you watch it? I probably did. I, I want to. I want to play it on here, and I don't care if I get in trouble for playing playing the music. Well, nobody's listening to us, so right. That's okay. true. Okay, so here it is. So I'll just play it and, and explain it afterwards. But Anita Baker, who is at that, uh, she was like the late eighties, mid to late eighties. Uh, what would you call R and B? Yeah, R and B. You know, yeah. uh, she was like love. A, yeah. uh, give it. Uh, she was like a Patty Labelle. Giving type. Yeah. you the best that I got. Yeah, yeah. great singer. Yeah. Um, if you slow down Anita Baker, like put it in, on a different speed, it's Michael McDonald. Right. So let's see. Tonight, one of my friends said that Anita Baker pitched down. Sounds like Michael McDonald. I can't get it off my mind. I need to see if it's true. <laughs> so this is Anita Baker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's, 
Oh, it's so it's so, so funny, true. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael McDonald uh, w- would play on a lot of those sessions. Yeah. Uh, that Toto was playing on, and and uh, you know, they were the unsung heroes. They were the underappreciated people of, of a lot of hit songs. You know, if if you uh, if you go to your bathroom mirror, if you're a se- you know if you're an artist and you want Michael McDonald to play in your album, just go to your bathroom mirror and say his name three times into it, and he'll appear. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's urban legend. <laughs> I, that I just made up. <laughs> so said, it's basement. Have logic. you tried it? No, I don't. I don't dare I'm to try because, it tonight. Well, go for it. I, see how that works. Because I, I really, you know, I'm afraid, you know, Satan will show up or something, <laughs> you know, something evil will come out of my mirror and I really <laughs> don't need to deal with that. Um, you know, but yeah, try, you know, if you're, if you want Michael McDonald to play on your album, just. We should do a whole episode on Michael McDonald. We could, man. We totally, we should get, we just should talk li- to him on the podcast. That'd be so that cool. That would be a cool interview. Oh man. Put We'd be like, down. Hey, did you, if we, if we uh, speed you up, you'll sound like Anita Baker. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he had something to do with a Van Halen song. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. On 1984. Um, did he play the keyboards? He, well, he, I don't know. You know, he didn't play on the album, but they were having, they were struggling with the song, I'll Wait. I'll wait till your love comes down. So uh, Ted Templeman, who works with the Doobie Brothers, right. called in Michael McDonald. And, and Michael McDonald. And there's a story. He did, He's done a couple of interviews about this. Uh, it's all over YouTube and, and, and whatnot. Um, it was probably the most bizarre uh, session that he's he'd ever done. Um, Coming because, from Michael McDonald is a lot because he was working with Dave Roth. Yeah, and uh, so, but me. it was pretty funny to hear him talk about it. And then the album comes out, and they didn't give him any credit, of course, at all. And eventually, they did like in later pressings of the <laughs> album. Oh yeah, and Michael McDonald. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of like when you know Eddie Van Halen did uh, the guitar solo for uh, Beat It. Right, he didn't get any credit. Yeah. Well, he didn't want any credit. Yeah. Well, yeah. He told him not to give him yeah. credit because he didn't want to get in trouble with Roth. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I know. I'm being scared of David Lee Roth. <laughs> oh, no, David Lee Roth is gonna be mad at me. Oh no. <laughs> Come anyway. on, Eddie. That's why he turned into a, such a jerk in his later years. Yeah. He was just like, ah, screw Roth. I'm Eddie Van Halen. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. That's a that's an a, exact impression of Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Thank you very much. There's a lot of truth to that. That's why he built the studio. So yeah, I know. So he's so he could get away from David Lee Roth. He could take the reins. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, um, okay, so um, underappreciated unsung heroes. Let's talk about the uh, unsung hero of Common Crossing. That would be you. Uh, no. I think I so. I think so. Actually, it would be any sound person that uh, that does sound for us. I feel bad for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Uh, Dave? Lu- Lucas. Oh, Lucas. Lucas Kinney. <laughs> I felt so bad for that kid. Why? He did great. You no, know, no. I bet he did an amazing job, but he had to deal with us. Well, that's true. You know, and he did it for a couple of times. Well, but he's, he's dealing with talent. us, we're not We're not a handful. No, oh, I, no just, we are a handful. We're a handful just because we can't focus. Right. In a different way. We're not jerks. No. We're just. But he'll be like, do you want me to do the, whatever you say, man. Yeah, we'll be like, hey, Doug, do you want a little bit more on your snare? I don't know. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Can you make me sound? Can you make me sound like John Bonham? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now so, Lucas, Lucas did a really good Lucas job. Lucas was awesome. I, was, yeah. I love that guy. Uh, I'm trying to <coughs> trying to dovetail nicely into the Common Crossing song. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we have songs. We do. We, we wrote do. some songs and we put some music to it. And, 
You know who the real unsung hero of Common Crossing is? Who? I don't know. Nate? Nate? Yeah. Well, you know, I wish... I wish I had them digitized, because we do have several songs. We should do a whole podcast on this, too. Nate uh, Brewer, who was an original member of the band. Um, OG. Yeah. Um, He wrote a lot of poetry. Yeah. And would bring it over, and we'd put it to music. And so we have a lot of songs that he did that we don't have like real good recordings of but we do have yeah. us sitting around the house yeah, like, we, like yeah. i do we yeah. have that somewhere yeah somewhere um um we have uh what was that one uh, the, the shoot i don't remember that one <laughs> shoot but shoot. until the end remember that one? Oh yeah that was good one. Oh. I don't have my guitar here. Oh, speaking of that, now speaking of that song, do you know uh, John Lennon singing "Shoot Me" in that? But it's covered over by that bass line. In what song? Uh, Come together. Shoot me. That's what he's saying. But you can't hear the me over because of the bass line. Seriously? Yep. Or is that just a nope, urban that's, myth? That's why is he saying that? That was in his heroin. Uh, when he was depressed because he was on heroin and getting well, fat that's kind of prophetic, like isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. If you if you listen really close, if you listen on some really good headphones, yeah. you can actually make it out. But it's covered over, over you know, I'm sure George Martin. Interesting. Uh, worked his magic. Because, yeah, he's saying, shoot me. But you only hear the shh. Right. Because then the bass comes in. But if you listen really, you listen really hard, you can hear him say, shoot me. I'm going to go do that so, tonight now. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I won't be able to sleep tonight either. <sighs> That's what I do. <laughs> So yeah, um, until the end, a bunch of a bunch of songs that Nate wrote. Yeah, are, he wrote the lyrics and we put them to music. And and yep. but those aren't. I think we have them on cassette somewhere. They're not digitized, so we can't really feature chiseled those. on rocks. Um, do we have any of Nate's songs that we could feature? We we did walk. Yeah, I think. Um, um it'd have to be really early. Yeah, because I don't think we're on. He, he, yeah, anything he did. I don't think we have. I well, mean, walking away is his. Yeah, but but we've done he, that. Yeah, we've done that, and he's on the new album. But uh, oh, have we played like a gypsy on this? I thought we did. Maybe we didn't. Because he 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 does a little solo in that. We uh, we've done like a gypsy on this. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we did. Probably, but let's do it again. Okay. Yeah, why not? Nobody else will remember. We can't remember, so nobody else will remember. Right, exactly. So, so we're going to play. Well, actually, this is. Um, this is off the. One of our. This is the good album. Right. One of our favorite. I think one of our favorite originals to play. Walk, uh, like a Gypsy? Like a Gypsy. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, a lot of people like it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and this has that singable guitar solo. Yeah, it's, it's a Harrison solo, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, from beginning to end it's a harrison yeah. solo so we're repeating so we're repeating a common crossing song we think week. we're not sure i'm pretty we're sure not, we i'm pretty sure we did probably this one. i don't yeah, know but this one this one was not written by nate this was written by me but nate is singing well he's singing background vocals but there's a part in there yeah during the breakdown during the breakdown yeah, you'll when, hear him when he's when he sings yeah uh which he's not in the band anymore so now doug sings that part when we do it live right 
but we'll, but it was we'll, nice to have him on the album yeah, doing that part yeah, again. It was. I like that. Um, okay, so we're gonna do the Comic Crossing song of the day, which is a repeat. I think this is. We think we're not l- sure. Like a gypsy. And if you heard it before, eh, you'll hear it again, and you'll like it because I said so. <laughs> Yeah. 
but we left. But I think for the recording. Why we did just, we leave it off? Oh, I mean, I think we were sleep deprived well, because we recorded the whole album in you know, under three days. Yeah. So I, we were, we were, I we mean, were making a lot of weird decisions. That was the day that was the, I believe that was the Saturday cause we went in on a Friday Yep. and we finished on Sunday night. So Saturday we were there from like eight in the morning till like, oh, I think around 11 midnight yeah. we left Something that like day. That. I mean, we, I mean, we were delirious by, yeah. by Sunday we were just burnt. Yeah. You know, and that was the day you had to do all your guitar solos and yeah, I remember trying to do my vocals on walking away and I just, I was just like, I was having the worst time doing it, man. I was just like, I'm, I'm walking away, I, just, I can't <laughs> say it, man. I was, you know, I was, just, I was just having a hard time with it. I was just could not get it. Ah, well, it all ended in, yeah, we, ended uh, well in the end. Yeah. yeah. Matt Banker. Awesome. Yep. Producer. Much mixer, kudos. Engineer. Hey, underappreciated. He, Matt da, Baker. There. The, he's the unappreciated member the of Common Cross. Unsung hero. He's our unsung hero, man. Yep. Matt Baker. Yep. All right. We're going to do the um, Wall of Tunes in uh, just a couple of seconds. Wall of Tunes. <laughs> that's just, that's very funny to me. <laughs> Y'all ain't laughing, though. O'Brien and Doug. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine, servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Alignments, tires, you name it. Whited Auto and Truck Center will take care of it. They're open 7 to 5 Monday through Friday and 7 to noon on Saturday. Give Glennie a call for all your service needs at Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine, locally at 764-7300 or toll-free 800-764-4150. O'Brien and Doug is also brought to you by Doug's Cousin Larry. And we're back. It's time to climb the wall of Yes, and as I explained last week, the reason it takes me uh, less time now is because I just have to stand up and it's right, like- Yeah, right it's there. basically right there. I, I mean, I could pick from the wall of tunes yeah. at this point. You could probably just like reach up. I'm just going to be like- Do you want to- Hey, you want to switch it? No. No? No. It, we're, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Well, I just thought it'd be kind of neat if I could guess one. No, well, I mean, we can. It's not unheard of. But and you don't have to close your eyes because you may not know anything about the artist that you pick. I don't. So why don't you? Well, why don't you get up and pick one? Uh, this is um, unprecedented. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. You don't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> so intimidating. Okay. I'll close my eyes. Your wall is so big. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How does this work? Do I have to take my headphones no, off? You, well, I don't think you don't have to. Okay. But it probably works better that way. All right, my hands. Okay. No, I, I can't look, right? You can, actually. Well, I, don't, I don't want to look. Pick, well, pick something you know. That way you can give me clues about it. What's that? That way you can give me clues about it. Oh, right. Yeah, pick something you know. Uh, so many choices. <laughs> I know. You have a lot of songs. You can do one of the country ones. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't think so, Mr. Man. I got a lot of country ones. Any time now. Hold on, I'm not used to this. 
make you now I gotta up, hide it. Make okay, you get up from your comfy couch. I know. I don't like leaving the comfy couch. Okay, all set. I am. Okay. So, is it a solo artist or a band? Wait, is it ABBA? <laughs> no, it's not. Surprisingly, <laughs> solo artist or band? Um, it's a collective. A collective. Yeah, it's. Okay, is it a rock or is it is it rock? No. Is it country? No. Is it pop? No. Is it R&B? No. Is it blues? No. Is it polka? No. Oh, is it... the heck is it? Is it... I would call it... Um, uh, I would call it standard. Standard? Okay. It's, it's, it's a collection of standards. Okay, but is the... Did you say it was a, it was a, you said it was a collective? Yeah. Okay, so this is a various artist? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, is it a soundtrack? No. Um, wow. It's a various... So now I'm guessing the album. I'm not guessing the artist. Right. right? And it's not a movie soundtrack, but it's standards. Uh, is it uh, duets, Ray Charles? No. Jeez, no. I don't even know what I have up there for collectives. Why are you smiling like that? Because <laughs> I think you're going to punch me in the face when you, <laughs> <laughs> I you. When you see what I picked. <laughs> uh, now I'm worried. Uh, a collective. <laughs> I, is it We Are the World? No, is it... Nope. it, it uh, standards. Is it? Oh wait! Is it a Christmas album? It is a Christmas <laughs> album. Is it 101 Strings or something? No, it's a uh, 75 Christmas favorites. <laughs> <laughs> we'll list them off. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, I don't know. I actually know who does anything. Uh, I know they're arranged by uh, David Wise, whoever that is. But there's three discs, and uh, I don't recognize any of these people. But I do recognize the songs. Oh, they're performed by the Starlight Orchestra. I'm a, I hear they're pretty good. <laughs> that was the most unique wall of tunes that we've done, I think. Well, I was I was like, you know, we can talk about, you know, because I went for Satriani. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we already did Satriani. And then I was like, oh, you know, I, I kept looking. And I was like, man, we've talked about all these people. And then I saw the Christmas album and I was like, oh. We haven't talked about, we didn't even talk about Christmas songs on Christmas. So I was like, wow. 75 Christmas favorites. Yeah, it's a three CD set and there's all, I mean, really, I mean, every Christmas song you can think of is on here. What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, I would have to say Carol of the Bells. That's a great one. That's a great one. And I also like um, We Three Kings of Oriadar because I remember singing that in church with... um, Tammy's dad, Max. Yep. And he would always sing, We three kings of Orient are bringing you a Japanese car. He would always sing that. And I would laugh every single time. Because I was like, I don't know, I was just a kid then. Probably 11, 12 or right. whatever, you know. But I always thought it was so funny. Do you know what I taught my, you know what my kids sing? What? For that one? It's, it's a little longer, so bear with me. Okay. Uh, you must have heard it. I must have sung it to you. Um, 
We three kings of Orient are Tried to smoke a rubber cigar It was loaded, it exploded Poof! We two kings of Orient <laughs> no, are. Wait, I'm not that. done yet. <laughs> Tried to smoke a rubber cigar. It was loaded. It exploded. Poof! I, the king <laughs> of Orient are. Tried to smoke a rubber cigar. It was loaded. It exploded. Poof! Silent night. <laughs> Every time that song comes up in church or whatever, my kids always look at me. Oh, I love <laughs> I tried it. Man. Singing that for my favorite. Is uh, Oh Holy Night. Oh, that's a good one, man. Just that I like whole, that. Yeah, Fall on My Knees. Yeah, that, or Fall on Your Knees. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, my favorite that part. That part is awesome. It's man. such that, so I mean, powerful. That, that hits you, man. Yeah, it's so powerful. You're like, yeah. I can't believe it's June and we're talking about Christmas songs. Yeah, well. Way to go. Good job. I wanted to be a little. Well, you're the one that said, hey, why don't you do the wall too? <laughs> well, that's true. So this is all your fault. That's true. So that's true. I liked it though. No, I, th- I like switching it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we don't. Yeah, we could talk about, you know. Any one of those artists. We could. Yeah. I mean, we could spend a lot of time. But, you know, let's do something a little different. Yeah. This I think this was made in Quebec. Probably. Which is funny because they don't even have Christmas in Canada. <laughs> Okay. Never snows there. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That is the uh, Wall of Tunes album of the week. 75 Christmas Christmas favorites favorites by by the the Starlight Singers. No, Starlight Orchestra. Starlight Orchestra. Yeah. um, I mean, if you're looking for... uh, To get into that holiday spirit. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is something to look forward to, uh, you know, whenever we start up Christmas again, which is what, October? Right. September? It gets gets earlier and earlier every year. It's weird when you walk into a store in like September, October, and you're looking, they got Halloween candy and Christmas decorations in the same same, aisle. In the same aisle. Yep. Oh, it's like, oh, come on, people, man. Money, 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 money. Chill out, man. Yep. It's crazy, dude. Okay, so we talked about uh, My Kid Leaving. We talked about Unsung Heroes. We did the Comic Crossing Song of the Week, which was a repeat. We think. We think. I'm, pretty not, sure. I'm not completely sure we've I'm done I'm pretty that sure one. it was. But we did say we had done the entire yeah. album. Yeah, the... so I'm pretty sure it was. But that's okay. That's yeah, I okay. mean, it's been a while. We'll have a different one next week. Sure. One that we haven't played before. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do, do Like a Gypsy again. <laughs> See if we're paying attention. We'll see who's really listening. Hey, how come we don't know how many subscribers we have? I don't know. Well, they're all all we're all on different formats. Well, there's Apple. There's Apple. Yeah, but nobody lists. I mean, you think would you know our awesome Buzzsprout um, site would tell us how many people subscribe to? There us. must be a, a way to find it. Yeah, I don't know. You should. They should. I don't provide know. us. With I, that. I would like to know. Just that. I'll out email. Of them. I'll say listen. How many yeah. people? How many people? I mean, I know we, I mean, I, I I can find how many downloads we have. Yeah. But I don't know how many subscribers do we have? How many people like subscribe to our podcast and like, you know, wait, you know, on bated breath every week? None. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought there would be at least one. That waits on bated breath? Yeah, us. <laughs> Me. I subscribe and I well, wait. Well, I subscribe to Bated breath. So there's, there's two. Yeah. <laughs> Shane listens to us. That's three. Yeah. Bated breath, though? I don't know. Well, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm off the bated breath thing. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out. I will out. tell you. I think I told Tammy, you this. Tammy, that's 
for. Yeah, I told you this story. Uh, Cousin Larry. I was, doing a, I was doing a function at work. Um, this is just funny to me. Um, so I was doing a function at work, and it was off off campus from where my work is. So I was kind of standing around waiting to, to start this um, ceremony, if you will. And one of my coworkers walked in. And this is a coworker that I know, but I don't know very well. Uh, I know her name. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with her a couple times, uh, but, but we don't know each other. And we rarely, rarely talk to each other. Okay. Um, so this is a really close coworker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, I, she walks in and I said, oh, you're just in time. We're, we're just about to start. And she says, oh, good. And then she comes up to me and she says, listen. I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> and in my in the back of my head I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we have a listener." Wow. Like someone from my work and then it was like, "Ooh." It's like my work over here and then the podcast over here, they, they cross lines. It was like, "Ooh, I felt yucky." But I didn't feel yucky. Um because she's probably listening. <laughs> Not it wasn't it wasn't yucky that you were a, a listener. It was just like I don't think of like People at work listening to the podcast. Listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is I, I consider. Well, somebody told me tonight they, uh, they listened to the podcast. Really? Yeah. He was it, like, I looked you guys up on, uh, you know, I saw you on because he saw us on the news, right? And he was like, I didn't even know you had a podcast. I, was gonna- I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not knocking it. It was just it was the first, actually the second um, person at work that like came up and told me, right? I'm I listened to your podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I thought, I found it just kind of cool, but weird. Not weird. Weird's not the right word. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, just I just of, don't associate like, my my work like, life oh, with yeah. my podcast life. podcast life. Yeah, and, but I suppose they're bound to. Well, don't you work in the basement of where you work? No, not anymore. Oh no, well, we moved. I was about to say that 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 because it was fitting. <laughs> We're in the basement of the science We're building. We're in the basement of the science building and the basement of the podcast building. <laughs> anyway, so uh, to that person, if you're listening, thank you, and yeah. please keep listening, and, and pass it on to all your friends. Yeah, tell everybody to listen to us. And then we'll look up Buzzsprout and see how many people actually subscribe. I promise we won't do a Christmas album for uh, Mall of Tunes next week. Right. Because he'll be back on TV. Yeah, it'll be my turn next week. We'll but I it. did, I, I would have totally stumped you. But you didn't. I know. I thought it was. <laughs> I got that rather quick, I think. Well, considering I I gave you no clues and uh, very little help. Yeah. Um was Yeah. Pretty, I was pretty good. Good job, man. Thanks. That's what that's what that's why it's O'Brien and Doug and not <laughs> Doug and O'Brien. Is that why? <laughs> okay. Well, I think so. I don't you know, cuz you're like the brains of the operation and then I I'm You are the operation. I'm not the operation. <laughs> I just show up and like, you know, I'm like that guy that's like, you know, the heckler. (laughs) (laughs) On that podcast sucks. On that note. I'm funnier than you. Didn't didn't we end on that note last week? What? Podcast sucks. And then I said, on that note. (laughs) Did we? Either last week or the week before. You know, maybe that's why other podcasters don't want to talk about us on their podcasts. Because we're always putting ourselves down. Well, we are the kings of self-deprecation. We are the kings. Maybe That's we should sure. change the name of the podcast to that. Kings of self-deprecation. I thought, isn't that a uh, Sammy Kershaw song? I don't know. Oh, no. That's Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. No, we don't have a trailer. Kings of self kings of self-deprecation. Yeah, see, it, it could work. It's a bad joke. Sorry. 
I think we should change the name of it. To, to the King, kings of self-deprecation. Kings of self, maybe, maybe like a subtitle. You know how like O'Brien and Doug. O'Brien and Doug. Of kings self, of self-deprecation. They suck. They suck. We suck. Listen, and you'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will listen to this and be like, "Yeah, they do suck." <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm never prophetic. Li- I'm never listening to that again. They're almost like a prophet out of the Bible. <laughs> and then they tell their friends, have you heard this? you got to hear how bad this is. Yeah. Well, it's like when you, you eat something that's, you know, that doesn't taste good, you're like, ah, oh, this tastes terrible. Here, try it. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, this podcast is terrible. Why don't you listen to it? <laughs> and then we have millions of listeners. <laughs> and then we be like, everybody's like, hey, hey, come listen to this awful podcast. Let's revel in their awfulness. Well, I mean, there, uh, there there's worse ways to get uh, popular. Are there? Probably. I don't know. Let's, oh, let's try goodness. them all. No, I'm just we are going to end. We are going to close it up. And in the end, the podcast you make is, is equal, equal to, to the podcast you, you take. take to the dumb. <laughs> Until next week. Oh, wait, what episode of this? This is season four, episode four. No, yeah, four. Five? No, four. You sure? Yeah, because last week we had Bob's email on, and he was talking about episode five, which was two away from where we were. Right. So this, so this is, is four. season four, episode four. This is four. Four, yeah. four and four. So this until is, next this, week, this is the standard time oh, podcast. Oh, so according to Bob's email, next week's podcast is supposed to be amazing. Right, because he's a he he's a seer of the future. Right. He's so a, he's a psycho medium. We have our. <laughs> We have our work cut out for us for so, next week. Yeah, so tune in next week when we suck even more. So we'll we st- take it to a whole level of sucking. We'll start planning for that podcast to the highest at six p.m. to the next highest Monday levels night. of suckivity. We will take this podcast. So make sure you tune in. And if if you have a podcast and you want to talk about us, feel free. Just be like, hey, you want a sucky podcast? Go check out O'Brien and Doug. Yeah. They suck more than Hoover. I'm O'Brien. I'm still Doug. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. O'Brien and Doug. Sorry, y'all. It was an accident. Sorry. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Whited Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Locally at 764-7300 or toll-free 800-764-4150. O'Brien and Doug is also brought to you by Doug's Cousin Larry. Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can drop them an email anytime at O'Brien and Doug at gmail.com.